excited what's the secret i really liked this movie i loved this movie <laughs> i didn't want to tell you either because i didn't know if we would have different views i didn't want you to try to sway me before we talked about it i was pretty convinced that you did not care for this movie no i loved this movie this uh, there's like no reason to like it what there's every reason to <laughs> like it i'm really excited to talk about it <laughs> I was like, I, I can't start a pod, this podcast without jumping straight to the end and telling everyone that I loved every second of this, this movie. This movie was great. There is so many great things about this movie. Honestly, I was thinking, like, if I had a kid, like, I would let my kid watch this movie. It was oh, so yeah, fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great story. I mean, this this movie is perfect movie for your child, but also will not teach them anything constructive about the filmmaking process or no, storytelling. But it'll be like one of their childhood favorites and then they'll watch it as an adult and have like a great nostalgic feeling for it. But then they'll also say like, why did I like right. this? Right. <laughs> I'm sure they will. As I have for many a film. <laughs> Welcome to Bad Movie Date Night, the podcast in which we take a serious look at bad and genre films. And hopefully give them the credit that they deserve. I am Nigel from the journeyintofilm.com. And with me is my special wife, Caitlin. Hello. I don't know why I use special. Yeah, that did not thanks. sound Gee, great. Thanks. I'm always trying to think of different adjectives, but... Pull up a list on I, <laughs> I sh- Honestly, I should. This week, we're talking about the 1988 film Alien from L.A. Directed by Albert Payan... Written by Judith and Sandra Berg, starring Kathy Ireland, William R. Moses, Richard Haynes, Don Michael Paul, and Tom Matthews. And it is something. It's amazing. It is wonderful. Yeah. First of all, it's a good all, story. It's, uh, I mean, I. Here's the thing. Looking at this music, this movie as objectively as possible, there is not much in terms of things that are good or positive about this movie, but there are a lot of things to love about it. I think there's lots of things that are good and positive about this movie. Well, we'll have to see what you say. Story. It is a fun story. It is a unique. And interesting take on The Wizard of Oz meets Journey to the Center of the Earth meets something else. I can't put my finger on it, but there's something else that's there, I feel like. Like an Alice in Wonderland? 
Yeah, there's like a little bit of a, of an Alice in Wonderland element to it, so that's fun. But I I don't know. It just there's the 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 other thing is that I'm just gonna start talking about things I liked about this movie. But this is just more of an observation first. This movie falls into that. It's not really a category of movie, but it's. I don't even I don't even know where to begin with this. So when you're making a movie and you're designing an alien world or a different culture, you have to think about the place in which this culture lives. You have to think about what their nine to five is going to be. Where do they sleep? Where do they come from? And typically speaking, you're missing the most important part. What do they wear? I'm getting to that. (laughs) Typically a group's environment and their past history is going to influence how that society develops. But this is one of those movies from the sci-fi camp that they just made a lot of choices about what the society was going to look like, what they were going to wear, and none of it makes sense. Mm -mm. It doesn't make a lick of sense. Like There are people in plaid yellow suits, and they're supposed to be aliens... From another planet, question mark. Yeah, I was confused about that, too. I don't think they're supposed to be from another planet. Well, okay, so the the the, the professor's research said that they were aliens from somewhere else who crashed in a spaceship, and they formed the basis for Atlantis, which is not an aquatic city below ground, but it is a city in the center of the earth. Okay. That part did kind of bother me. You couldn't find another name. Well, I think the idea is that they were trying to combine a lot of science fictiony ideas into one with like a little bit of chariots of the gods thrown in there where like the aliens are ancient gods are the inspiration for ancient myths you still could have done that with a different name for your city yeah i don't i don't know but the point that i'm trying to make is like they have telephones and tv monitors but then like they have their own made-up language and their menus at restaurants are rolling pins That was so dumb. Yeah. The only thing that really made sense about their society was that their basic source of, I I guess, like revenue or their, like, their big export, which who are they exporting to? That's another question, was mining. But what are they mining? And what did, uh, what did Gus like find that made him quote rich and and did he ever go back and capitalize on that? I don't know. So that's just a thing that I have. 
Like, why did Deep Roy's character have giant swoopy, brushy eyelid? No, eyelashes. Yeah, I didn't get that. I didn't like it either. <laughs> they, it was very uncomfortable to see mm-hmm. and should terrify children. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts that you want to piggyback on that? Um, I even even though they're alien town was a little lackluster i still thought the characters themselves were a lot of fun yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. there's nothing wrong with the characters it's just there were a lot of decisions made with the society that did not make sense and you kind of wonder like what motivated the collaborators making the movie (laughs) like what the decision was yeah i then like everybody's hair looked like they were in like an 80s new wave band Mm -hmm. and like i get like again i know that they're an alien culture but it just seemed like they had borrowed a lot of things from human culture Mm -hmm. that didn't seem very alien they should have just been a group of underground people that like went underground in the early 80s or something and just never came back that would have been a very different movie Mm -hmm. So piggybacking off of your uh, comment about, or just talking in general about how this movie had a lot of different sci-fi things with like being called Atlantis and being underground in Africa and everything. Movie was directed by Albert Payan, and I hope that I'm pronouncing that right. He is a Hawaiian and an award-winning filmmaker, believe it or not. For this movie. Not for this movie. For Mm, other movies. For this movie. (laughs) Okay. He is most famous for The Sword and the Sorcerer, 1982 uh, sword and sandal film. He also directed the original Captain America movie, which came out in 19-something or other. I had it written down. 1990. And then he's also known for the cyborg cop film series Nemesis, which uh, a lot of people have an affinity for. But his whole kind of spiel is that he makes these low-budget, high-concept movies, and they are more or less successful, depending on who you ask. And I feel like that is reflected in this movie. Yeah. I think he seems like a fun guy, though. I would I get to know. love to hear him talk about this movie. Mm-hmm. I should have looked to see if there were any like commentary tracks on the Blu-ray that we watched. That from would be him. so cool. That would be wild. <laughs> I would also love to hear Kathy Ireland's take on this movie. Mm-hmm. Because there were a lot of choices made with her character that I would I also have a lot of questions about. Yes. As do I. Like how old was she supposed to be? Good question. Was she is she the originator of the like older girl doing the like little girl voice to be sexy thing? Also a good question. Uh yeah. 
I also thought it was hilarious that her... Okay, so the movie sets her up as a nerd. Air quotes. I, okay. If I had to pick a pet peeve, that would be my number one pet peeve of this movie. That she was supposed to be a nerd? Yeah. I hate when movies do that. Make the attractive girl try to be unattractive? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, do you like how... <laughs> She found that machine that was supposed to, like, make her more attractive, question mark. Mm -hmm. And she just came out looking the same. But Mm -hmm. I guess then she didn't need her glasses. Right. Which is also stupid. Yeah. It's basically saying if you wear glasses, you can never be attractive. That is literally what years of filmmaking have done for young girls out there. Yeah. Horrible. Normalize girls wearing glasses. Right. Yeah. Uh... (laughs) I'm sorry. Just it really bothers me because I just don't understand why movies like do that. Why they're like, oh, let's take this really attractive girl and just put some glasses on her. Ew, ugly now. Yeah. You know who does it kind of well though? Kind of well. Princess Diaries. With Anne Hathaway. Mm Mm-hmm. Her before and after is pretty good. I've never seen that. Well, guess what we're watching tonight? Mm, Halloween Kills. Mm, nope. <laughs> <laughs> there, uh, so there is also a bit of like a she's all that type scenario with her also, mm-hmm. where I, I guess as the story goes on, she becomes more bold and more attractive. But the so when we are, we're introduced to her, she's a nerd. And I guess her voice is part of that. Like, high-pitched voice equals nerd, question mark. I don't know. Uh, she, her boyfriend has broken up with her vo- via voicemail. Classy move. Probably yeah, rude. Definitely want to stay with that guy. Almost as bad as a text message. I mean, I think feel like voicemail is like the 80s version of a text message. Yeah. Or, like... I mean, I guess it's not as bad as just ghosting them, which in the 80s, you know, there might be reason to think that they were dead or like (laughs) cause for concern. I don't know. She he's she asked him why. And at first he says that it's because she won't go anywhere. So I guess she just spends her days at the beach and working at her family's restaurant. And. He, like she, he wanted to take her to all these things and she said that she gets car sick and then he said oh I would offer to fly you and she said she's afraid of flying so immediately her big obstacle is set up to be she just doesn't like traveling mm-hmm. that's that's it she, which she overcomes so quickly she overcomes that immediately <laughs> <laughs> I I don't even think 20 minutes have gone by in the movie and she has overcome halfway across the country. Right. So it's not even like she jumped on a plane. to somewhere else it's she, you know, or to another place in California. She literally flew to Africa. Yeah. By herself. Yeah. With no assistance. Nope. So good job. Wanda. (laughs) guess she wasn't that afraid after all yeah and then throughout the rest of the movie she was just kind of i don't know she just didn't really have anything to do what do you mean she had to explore that whole city 
but she was just running for her life the entire time. Yeah, and fighting people and meeting you new mean people. having people fight for her? Well, yeah. <laughs> and putting on a disguise that did not work at all. Oh my gosh. Still very curious how she paid for that. I think with her Walkman, she said that. Yeah, but like, what are they going to do with a Walkman? And also, must have been valuable though. Their technology appears to have advanced in the same (laughs) way that ours did. So why don't they have Walkmans? I don't know. Yeah, so that was maybe they have like a limited supply of Walkman. I don't. I don't (laughs) know. I have. I, I have many questions about the operations of this city. I wish we could have explored it a little bit longer. Yeah. Got to know its people. Yeah. Like what? So the government seems obsessed with telling people that aliens don't exist. Um, by the way, the whole thing is that she is the alien from L.A. Like she's from the surface world in this underground city mm-hmm. of Atlantis. Just uh, want to throw that out there again. I was I felt validated because I was looking up some things about this film and somebody else commented and said I spent half this movie confused because I thought it was called Alien in New York and I was like same even though it clearly says from the first like half of the movie I was like what does this have to do with an alien in New York and I kept waiting or, or in LA I kept like waiting for an alien to show up in LA and then she goes to Africa and I was like well, how are you going to have an alien in L.A. when she's in Africa? Because she's the alien. Uh, yeah, I got it now. I just felt validated. Somebody else was on the same page as me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, I can't believe that she didn't harbor any resentment towards her father for being gone for 10 years. I know. And not even picking up the phone to call her. Or sending a letter. Right. But somehow she ha- he had all those pictures of her. Right, like, did she just write him and he never responded? That is Rude. a very one-sided relationship. Yeah. No wonder she's in this relationship with this guy back in L.A. Yeah. She likes one-sided relationships, apparently, where yeah. she puts in all the effort. You know, that it, that movie, or that part of the movie is very accurate. She was desperate for male attention, and so she yeah. pined for a man who had no affection for her. Mm-hmm. She's, like, the definition of girl with daddy issues yeah and even has the childlike voice to match i I felt bad that she didn't even have like a good friend because her friend was kind of jerky yeah her friend seemed very passive Mm -hmm. like her friend was just kind of like like your dad left he's in africa and your mom died in a car accident sorry yeah, but do you like how she worded it saying your mom left too? Yeah. Like, then she's like, well, she didn't have a choice. She died. Like, right. Okay, poor choice of words, friend. Right. Right. So it's weird. Poor girl. Poor Wanda. She has nobody to love her. Yeah, except her aunt, which also seemed very closed off. I don't... That was a weird thing i really meant to look up how old her aunt was because she looks the same age as wanda just with like a crazy wig so let's see here kathy ireland would have been 25 when this movie came out okay and linda carriage who plays her aunt would have been 
trying to do some math here. Thirty-four. Okay, so I mean, relatively close in age. Yeah, you. Uh, did you notice that the girl who played the aunt was the same person who played Gus's girlfriend, Roris? No, I did not. So I thought that was an interesting little touch that, uh, you know, kind of referenced Wizard the of Wizard of Oz. Look at that. Also, to blow your mind, Linda Carriage is the girl who plays the Marilyn Monroe lookalike in Fade to Black. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, that's cool. And if you are listening to this and you've never seen Fade to Black, uh, one of the most underrated slashers of all time go watch it it's amazing you will not regret it so good and very uncomfortable apparently she's also in surf 2 which we were supposed to do on this podcast but people voted against it so we'll have to watch that on our own time yeah (laughs) so also movie that we didn't talk about on the podcast but is a great movie that we watched recently the return of the living dead you remember Freddy? Yes. Played by Tom Matthews, who played Charmin in this movie. All right. The well, guy that good... she ends up with at the end, question mark? I guess you'll never know, except there's a sequel. Yeah, which will... I feel like I'm getting you too excited for a sequel that you're going to be disappointed by. Aw, but it, it stars Kathleen Ireland. Kind of. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, I was looking forward to it. The thing that's interesting about this movie is there are so many people involved with it that have gone on to do other better things, mm-hmm. which I find fascinating. But, I mean, this movie really wasn't bad, so it's not surprising. Because it was not a dumpster fire of a movie. No. Okay. It was far from that. Actually, I don't know if I'm allowed to do this because I don't know about, you know, so maybe you'll just have to delete this whole segment of the podcast. But, okay, so I read this, I came across this review online and this person said, in short, this movie is a steaming pile of poop. I'm using a different word there because I don't want to say what they said. It's like a combination of Alice in Wonderland, a journey in the center of the earth, but instead of finding a fantastical world full of adventure, Alice just found a, down a hole and landed in a pond of thick diarrhea. I think that is ridiculously over the top review for this movie. Yeah. Also, it's not a review. It's just your opinion because you're saying like this movie was this. But he literally never goes on or she never goes on to say why. It just, it, it literally just yeah. goes through the movie and they just continuously comment about how it's not fun. Yeah. Why don't you uh, add some more to what you liked about it? And then we'll talk about some more things in a minute. Okay. So what I thought this movie did well with is I did think it was a very interesting storyline It was like a new take on kind of like a Disney princess, if you will. Like girl goes on this adventure and goes searching for her father and finds love in the midst of it and finds herself in the midst of all of it. So I think 
It has the love parts questionable, but go on. Well, it says <laughs> she lived happily ever after, so you know, maybe. Um, True. And she kind of finds herself in the midst of all of it as well. So you kind of see her developing into instead of a fearful person, like a fearless person. And I mean, she definitely had a lot of obstacles to overcome in life. Like her, both of her parents abandoning and her. Glasses. Her. That's a big obstacle to overcome. No, <laughs> stop <laughs> it. Um, so I thought that was a really cool part of the story. I thought the adventure that she went on in Atlantis was a lot of fun as well. It was very kind of quirky and a little over the top silly, but I enjoy those types of things. So that might be a little biased. It was like Terry Gilliam light. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. I, I felt, um, I thought the characters in Atlantis were a lot of fun and kind of like silly and really added to the movie and kind of gave the town some life and, more like it kind of made it real so i thought they did a good job with that so i mean overall pretty pleased yeah i will say so this is kind of overlapping with stuff that i didn't like about it i feel like the rough brush strokes were there for her development and the story but the part in between her like arriving at Roris's bar and then going to the government place and finding her dad was very muddled. And oftentimes I did not know what was going on other than <laughs> new people were chasing her. Like I get at one point, the government's like, we're going to have a lottery. Whoever catches her gets right. shiny ones, which was literally the most uninspired name <laughs> for money ever. <laughs> shiny ones. Get shiny ones. <laughs> But oh, well, that's why she has so many different people chasing her. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that that doesn't happen for like until. Is it, well, OK, so she gets captured by Helena Bonham Carter. No, who's not really Helena Bonham <laughs> Carter, but like her lookalike for yeah, sure. Spot on lookalike. Spot on. Uh, I wish that I could remember that character's name so I could tell you which because there are a lot of actors in this that don't have pictures and I'm not going to go off of that. <laughs> She, so she kidnaps Wanda, mm -hmm. takes her to Deep Roy, who is going to sell her to the government. I, so I, I don't know why Helena Bottom Carter took her to Deep Roy and didn't just take her to the government for money because he seemed like he was going to get money off of it. But then he ran like a fighting pit. So they were talking about how her bones were big, so I guess she would have been good at fighting. Yeah, so that's why probably she sold him or her to him because he could get like more money ongoing for her. And maybe that's just what they do. That's just kind of like the hierarchy that they follow in this city. Yeah. It just I seemed like there on. was a lot of there were several middlemen between her and getting to the government mm -hmm. or getting to the point where the lottery started. And it was just lots of running around. Yeah. So at a certain point, I said, "Can we can we just stop running for a second? <laughs> can we just like, can we can we take a moment to slow the story down, <laughs> gather our thoughts?" Meanwhile, Gus is doing I don't know what. He just keeps 
going to places and talking to people. I couldn't really follow his storyline. I can't help you out there. He all I know is that he was trying to find the professor at some point mm-hmm. because she said something about her dad being a professor. Right. And what is the relationship between Gus and this professor? I don't know. I don't know either. What does Gus do is also another big question. Cannot answer that. That being said, I don't have many complaints about. I have I have a lot of questions about this movie, right. but it doesn't equate to things I didn't like. Same. That's how I feel. I definitely have questions about this movie, but overall, I don't have complaints about the film. Correct. And did you know that she actually did a lot of voice work to get her voice to the point that it was at for this movie? Uh, no, but I there was a scene in particular where she didn't really do the annoying voice that I said, oh, she's doing a thing. And also when people started talking about how annoying her voice was, I realized that like it wasn't her actual voice. So, yeah. You know, so I think that's a lot of talent right there. I honestly, for a movie that is in reality nonsense, Mm -hmm. the actors did a great job of approaching it in a way that made it kind of seem less silly. Yeah. Well, and I think that kind of speaks to how this movie could have gone one of two ways. It, It could be what it is, where it's kind of. It's funny, lighthearted film where it could have gone the other way, where it could have been a mess of a movie because the actors either weren't taking it seriously or didn't have the ability to give it the life that these guys did. Uh, So I think... Probably more than any other movie that we've talked about on this podcast, Mm -hmm. I would say that there was a lot more talent behind it. Yeah, absolutely. Even if the product didn't come together in a way that was universally enjoyed or at least had a bigger cult following. Mm-hmm. This is this movie a stinking pile of diarrhea? No, no, I honestly the, like more than any other movie that we've talked about recently. I think the people are too harsh on this one. Yeah. Agreed. I totally agreed. get people being, uh, frustrated with Dolly dearest. Yeah. It is a slow burn. The ending's not very climactic. And, like, yes, the plot in this gets a little muddled at a certain point, but that doesn't stop it from being, honestly, it's fun. It's, it's silly. Fun. It's mm-hmm. And it's definitely geared towards kids. Yes. So if you're, like, a 28-year-old and you see Kathy Ireland on the cover of this in her little crop top, and you're like, oh, yeah, this is going to be a sexy movie, <laughs> Alien from L.A., it is not. No, it's fun. It is fun. But also, speaking of her talking like a little child, don't know if I already talked about this. She starts telling somebody about how her dad left when she was 10. Mm -hmm. And she said he's been gone for 10 years. So she should be 20. (laughs) But I got the impression that she was supposed to be a teenager. Yeah, I did too. But maybe not. Maybe she was like a young college student. Or just, I I don't know. Maybe she wasn't in college. She seemed to spend all of her time at at the the beach. beach. Yeah, very true. So that was just interesting. (laughs) What else should we talk about? Well, I don't know, because I don't really have anything that I didn't like about this movie. Really? I I know what other people say that they don't like, and I don't think it's fair. Like, 
a lot of people make comments about the CGI, but it was made in, you know, 1988. So, well, it came out in 88. So it was oh, made right. a couple years before. Right. I mean, I did not find the effects to be any less egregious than any other movie that came out during the period. Right. I mean, are they top of the line, groundbreaking? No. No, but they're not. And there's like <laughs> there's no CGI uh, spider from Chucky. Right. And there's like, what, one scene where she falls down the hole? Right. And it's like, okay, like what other scenes are there really that many effects in? Not. Here's another question that I have. Okay. And maybe I missed a line of dialogue somewhere, but what was it with like trolls they seem to be obsessed with trolls and they talked about trolls being a lower class of people Mm -hmm. but everybody looked like people yeah i think they that was just their name for lower class people okay they called them trolls that was just an odd choice for things and it did not tie into the nature of atlantis at all no, but yeah, I think it was just their name for lower class people. Okay. I guess <laughs> they can have a pass on that. That was just a weird choice. It was. It was. The other thing that I kept wanting to talk about. I think trolls like steal things too. Yeah. Because didn't, wasn't the guy who tried to initially attack Gus a troll or he said that he was a troll, but he looked different from other people. Yeah, and the one guy at the towards the end of her journey didn't. But he was on his way to go like rob a bank or something. Charmin? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was Yeah, I, that was I guess that was their attempt to introduce like a rogue to the story cuz Gus is like I'm just a blue collar guy, leave me alone. But like for such a short like a short introduction. Yeah. He and then came along a lot He earlier. showed up at the end. Yeah. Yeah, it would have made more sense for Gus and Roris to show up at the end and they'd be like, hey, let's go be friends. Yeah. Rather than Charmin showing up on a motorbike. Yeah. At the <laughs> which, like, I don't know if it was Charmin or Charmin because it sounded both ways. Yeah. And uh, I was also kind of like, are all th- this made me have the question, are all the people in Atlantis people from L.A. too? No, they're aliens. From outer space. I know that. But how did he show up? Because remember he said maybe if it was a different time and a different place. And then he shows up in L.A. on the motorcycle. And he goes. I think the implication is that Wanda and her dad being in Atlantis changed things. Even though they didn't really seem that to have that many drastic effects on the rest of so society as a whole. So, like, he got out of Atlantis or something? Yeah, 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 with the Atlantean professor guy. He used his spaceship balloon thing. So now there is an alien in L.A.? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a real alien in L.A. That should have been the sequel with Charmin <laughs> trying to figure out L.A. Yeah. And the, the government of Atlantis trying to bring him back. Yeah. That would have been wild. Seeing some like Duran Duran looking people running around (laughs) everywhere. Yeah. So the other thing I wanted to talk about 
This movie clearly has allusions to The Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. She falls down a hole into a new place, which is more like Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. But okay. She, but I guess like the best example is, well, apart from her saying like, we're not in LA anymore or something, which is stupid. She, at the end, she wakes up from a dream Mm -hmm. and her aunt is there. Mm -hmm. And okay. So kind of cool that the aunt also plays Roris. Right. Which is exactly how it was in Wizard of Oz, mm-hmm. for those of you who haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. Which, okay, they, you know, if they would have made it, like, did it actually happen? I don't know. Dad's back, so clearly something happened, but mm-hmm. I don't know if he, whatever. But then they kind of ruined that by showing you the giant hole in the ground with the, uh, with the ship thing that they brought back. Mm-hmm. Is that how she got back to LA? Yeah. Okay. They were in the like little thing and they crashed conveniently in, in her okay. bedroom. That's what that's why I was confused. I was like, what? Which her bedroom slash house seemed <gasps> like it was underground. Oh, oh my gosh. I'm so glad you brought that up because I totally forgot about that. What was going on with her house? So we never see where she lives. But in some of the shots. Like, okay, so when she goes to leave to Af- for Africa the first time, she is she turns off her light switch, and the light switch is very clearly attached to a rock wall. Yes! Where does she live? Where does she li- That is what I need to know. And when we see her at the end, we also see faint glimpses of rocks, like she lives in some kind of cave. <laughs> there is... That is the biggest question. Yes! I'm so glad you remembered to bring that up. Which, again, was a choice for this movie. Did it make sense? I don't I don't know. Maybe at some point in time it <laughs> did. But, like, that was uh, something. <laughs> so that is the exhaustive list of things that I wanted to talk about specifically. Someone do a lot more research than I have time for and figure out why they filmed her room like that. Yeah. I really, we really should have taken the time to find, to look at the special features on the Blu-ray, but we were too eager to watch Midnight Mass last night, which if you haven't seen it, it is excellent so far. So great. So great. Even though this is, this episode's probably going to come out in November, so that'll be fun. So, if you haven't watched it yet, go give it a whirl. Yeah. Okay. Good point. Let's hop over to your dating corner. You love my new dating music? I do. All right. Time for my dating corner. Here's my dating advice. Do not change yourself for anyone ever. Not one thing about you should you change for someone else. Because if that person doesn't like you for you, then go find somebody else to date. What a serious jerk. Yeah, he was kind of a turd bucket. Oh my goodness. What a jerk. Do not change yourself for anyone. Then her friend tells her, you should have gone more blonde. 
Um, rude. Be a better friend. Support her. Yeah. Ugh, that part made me so mad. As it should. But I'm glad that she didn't get together with him at the end. So, yeah. ha. She's just going to meet up with some random stranger Not who used to live stranger. in <laughs> the center of the earth. She knows him. He saved her from one guy, yes. kissed her, and said, I'm going to go rob a bank. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love at first sight. Well, I guess he protected her. Like, that's what he, he was like. You yeah. go on. I'm going to fight this guy. But it's like, at first, he's like, okay, I saved you from one guy. Let me go rob a bank. <laughs> that was, uh, I don't know if that's the guy you want to be with either. Um. All right. Well, at least she has her dad there now that can weed these guys out for her. Hopefully. I mean, he was not a good dad before, right. so I don't think we should have high expectations <laughs> for him moving forward. Um, Here is my fun question. Are you ready for it? I don't know. That being said, that you shouldn't change yourself for anyone. There are definitely dating no's for me. Like, like I wouldn't date you if you... And I want you to tell me, like, what's the weirdest reason that you can think of that, like, you wouldn't date somebody for? They didn't like peanut butter. Okay. That's a good one. That but actually also happened. Weird. But, but weird. yes, weird. Mine would be if you wear tennis shoes with jeans. Bye. Mm-mm. Get out of here. What if they were, like, dad jeans, though? And it no. made sense. No. What if they were a dad? No. So Steve Jobs is out? Yes. Okay. For me, it's like I the first thing I look at on a guy is their shoes because I can instantly know if I will find them attractive and want to date them by simply looking at their shoes. To be fair, I, I don't think for you that it has to just be shoes with jean or tennis shoes with jeans because you're True. not really the type of person to date someone who wears tennis shoes as their <laughs> regular general. shoes right well yeah because nobody should wear tennis shoes as their regular shoes that's I, weird i don't i don't know i do converse count as no. tennis shoes what, what are they just shoes yeah like i i'm talking about like like tennis shoes like you're gonna go like work sneakers out. yeah like, like sneakers you know, like running shoes. Yes, or with like jeans. That. Unless you're running, don't be wearing them. I, I don't, I, okay. Ugh. That's a very oddly specific thing. <laughs> I mean, I realize that my peanut butter thing is also specific, right. but that just seems strange. No, it doesn't. <laughs> uh, honestly, sometimes I am shocked that you went out with me and we've reached this point <laughs> because there are. You have high standards for people you do not like. <laughs> no, I have high standards for people. That you don't like. No, just people. And if I like you, then you fall into meeting all of my standards. I'm <laughs> shocked. Very shocked. Just don't ever wear tennis shoes with your jeans, okay? Okay. Okay, good. Or surf. Or surf. Yeah. I feel like there are two types of surfers in movies. There's the laid back chill guy. Yeah. And then there's the jerk. Yes. Very true. Like why? So why do they have two different extremes? That seems right. weird. So that was just an observation I was making. Very true. Well, I guess that was a really short dating corner this week. Normally that takes us a lot longer. Well, this movie was filled with great dating advice. True. 
So uh, don't fall in love with an alien who saves your life. Right. Or a person who lives in the center of the earth, Atlantean. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't go chasing after your dad who's been gone for 10 years. Well, that's we not say dating that? advice. I know, but like, I, I guess life, life advice. advice. <laughs> <laughs> not worth it. Yeah. This movie, despite being what it is and kind of, uh, okay. It, like it's muddled. Let's, let's just be real. But despite that, there are some great th- takeaways from this. There really are. Um, don't trade your Walkman for a for a disguise that's not going to work. Right. Probably the best life advice right there. Yeah. You know what I thought was another interesting touch? What? When they went to the restaurant and they ordered the special and it was a sandwich with worms on it. Yeah. And like wontons. Yeah. Like why? Yeah, that was interesting. Why? Like, okay, I get it. Like you're in the center of the earth. You got to get protein worms whatever but you'd also think that maybe the center of the earth would have like other creatures yeah oh like new stuff yeah that would have been like good. stuff that's that we don't have on the surface right right um you'd think that people in the center of the earth would also maybe be a little bit more blind from being in the dark all the time like mole people yeah yeah like i get that they were all miners so that that made sense but uh, that's, that's as far as I got with that. Good thoughts. Good thoughts. You going to talk about the sequel at all? That's our next movie. <gasps> no way. It, yeah. <laughs> it is? Yeah. I'm so excited. I was planning our schedule. I saw this had a sequel and I said, I guess we can do both of those. All right. I'm pumped. I can't wait. I don't think we're going to like the sequel to this movie. We'll see. Do you have anything else that you want to throw out there about this movie? I definitely think it deserves more credit than it gets. Yeah, I agree. I think people are too harsh on it. Yeah. I mean, I get why people are harsh on it, but like, it's really not as bad as you're saying. No. And go into it again, people. It's all about perspective. Go into it with a perspective of this is kind of like a kid's movie and enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. But also don't just say that you hate a movie without giving reasons for it. Right. I feel like we gave plenty of reasons why this movie should be appreciated. Yes. Absolutely. Because, uh, you know, people made this movie and they put time and effort into it and they did a decent job. Yes, they did. Well, I don't, know what a center to a journey to the center of the earth is going to be like though don't have high hopes for it tune in next week to find out is this going to go on your top 10 list no yeah it's not for me either but i feel like it got very close it did get close i really did enjoy this movie i'm glad we own it it's not one that i would that i'm gonna want to rewatch a lot which is why it's not going on the list i would agree with that Everything else on the list is something I'd rewatch before this. But mm-hmm. this, I would say, has gotten as close as a movie can get before uh, before being put on there. Mm-hmm. I would agree. And that's all I have to say about that. Okay. Do you want to wrap us up with anything? Well, it hasn't been two weeks yet, but next week will be two weeks. And I'm going to see 
the number 500th person that liked our photo. And for Dolly Dearest, right? Yep. And I'm going to send them a hoodie. So tell your friends. Or a t shirt. Or a t shirt. It's your choice. I'll even send you a baseball tee. All you have to do is be the 500th person to like our picture. All right. And you heard it here second, because last <laughs> week would have been the first week. That's right. Thank you for listening. We mean that. We love all the people who listen to us. And as always, we're going to encourage you to hit that subscribe button in Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts because we love you and we don't want you to miss an episode. And we want you to discover some new movies that you might have otherwise overlooked. Yes. It's always good to find a new movie. Yeah. I love finding new movies. There are so many movies in existence. You will always be finding new ones. Yeah. So tune in here to see which ones to check out and which ones to skip. You're too busy. Your life's too busy to have to sit through all these movies, so we do it for you. Yeah, just sit through our podcast. It's arguably half the time of one of the movies. Exactly. And then go watch it. (laughs) So really, you're just spending twice as much time. (laughs) No, because we're going to tell them which ones to skip. Yeah, I guess that's true. So we're kind of like the podcast version of the one and a half times button on Netflix. Exactly. But for movies that you probably didn't know existed. Exactly. So we're introducing you That's to our new niche. things. Yeah. That, apart from defending these movies. Right. We also tell you which ones to watch. Yeah. Also, leave us a review. Let us know what you like and what you don't like. Or just leave us a five-star review. We love those five-star reviews. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Journey Into Film. Head over there. Check it out. We post some stuff sometimes. Sometimes we post stuff related to movies that we don't watch or don't talk about on this podcast. And if you want to support the show in any way, head over to patreon.com slash a journey into film or head over to TeePublic and check out some sweet merchandise. Links to those are available in the show notes. And as always, never let anyone tell you that a film you enjoy is bad because they're probably wrong. See you next week.